This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, we are one day away from the NBA playoffs and game one. How are you? Good to have you with us here on Listen App. The day before the Kings and the Warriors. We'll talk about it some more. Glad that you are with me. I will be at Bennett's tomorrow with Ryan. Looking forward to it. Pre-game show at 4.30. Halftime show, post-game show. Come on down to Bennett's in Roseville and uh, check it out. Then on Monday, I will be at Seoul Street downtown. That's Seoul, like Seoul, South Korea, S-E-O-U-L. Looking forward to that. Game two as uh, we take the show on the road. Good that you are joining us here. Uh, Again, the NBA doesn't do anything to the Dallas Mavericks. They fine them $750,000 for quitting with two games left to go in the regular season. Seriously? $750,000 to Mark Cuban? I mean, really? Like, that's going to deter Mark Cuban and the Mavericks from doing that again in the future? I mean, it's absurd. It's basically a slap on the wrist by the NBA. I just, I don't understand that. I really don't. Something else that I don't understand, being in Sacramento and driving around downtown today as I went down to uh, Soul Street to check things out, it's got to be the worst grid anywhere in the United States. Uh, Ramps that are metered at one in the afternoon. Like, what the hell is wrong with this town? Seriously. I mean, whoever designed the lighting system downtown for the traffic pattern is a moron. I've said that for years. I don't understand it. You know, I've driven in just about every city in America. I don't recall a city as poorly designed from a traffic grid than Sacramento. It's, it's absurd. It makes no sense. I mean, getting two green lights consecutively is like the equivalent of winning the freaking lottery. I mean, it's unbelievable. It really is. All right, that's my mini rant for today. What do you want to talk about? I think I know what you want to talk about. Hit me up. We'll get the show rolling. And again, coming on a little bit early today as I've got some things I've got to do Later this afternoon and this evening, I wanted to make sure that I had plenty of time uh, to be with you all. So, again, if you want to talk, you want to talk about anything going on, Harrison Barnes said he's good to go. He had uh, tweaked his ankle, did not practice yesterday. He was on the floor today and said that he is good for game one. Uh, Andrew Wiggins has looked good in practice by all accounts. So don't know whether the Warriors will start him, have him come off the bench. But he could be a big factor in this series if he's able to uh, play anywhere near the way he did last year in the playoffs. I think Gary Payton will have a significant role. I think the Warriors bench uh, could be a big factor in this series. So game one tomorrow, game two on Monday. Then they go to San Francisco for games three and four. And I would imagine that the Kings will come home right after game three and then practice in their own facility. Friday and then Saturday before they head down to 
San Francisco on Saturday afternoon. That's just a guess. I haven't talked to anybody about that, but I can't imagine the Kings staying in the Bay Area. There's, there's no reason to. No reason to. I mean, they can be home. Uh, they can be back in downtown Sacramento by midnight. All right? Go home. Have a good practice and a film session on Friday. Have a shoot-around on Saturday. Then get back on the bus. Go to downtown San Francisco for the early game on Sunday. So I, I would imagine that's exactly what they will do. Warriors, on the other hand, you know, with the game tomorrow and then the game Monday, I don't see them going back to the Bay Area. That wouldn't really make sense to me. I mean, if they leave tomorrow, I mean, they could get to San Francisco at a reasonable time, figure the game ends at 8, press media on the bus at 9.30, back home by 11. Then you have a film session and a practice in your own facility on Saturday, get back on the bus, come back to Sacramento. I mean, I could see that, but I think that would be rather unlikely with the day game, or not the day game, but with the game on Saturday and then the game again on Monday. All right, hit me up. We'll put you on, and you can talk about whatever you want. Of course, I have a feeling that most of the calls today are going to be on the Kings and the Warriors, but I still think it's a joke, a joke, that the NBA only find the Dallas Mavericks and nothing else. It's ridiculous. It really is. All right, let's get to uh, some phone calls, and uh, why don't we start with Connor. Connor, good afternoon on this Friday. How are you, sir? Doing good, Grant. How are you? I'm good, buddy. What's up? So, obviously, the Oilers took care of their side of the bargain last night, but it just didn't work out in their favor. So, they get the Kings in the first round, same as last year's first-round matchup. So, it should be fun. The bottom line is the Oilers are a better team than the Kings, and the Oilers should win this series. I don't think it's going to go six uh, or – I mean, it's not going to go past six. The Oilers will win this series. They're a much better team. They're rolling right now. And right now, I think the Oilers are the favorite to come out of the West. I really do. Yeah, I agree. It's it's great that they're playing so good right now. And then I heard you mention this thing with the Mavericks, the $750,000 fine. What I found pretty embarrassing is that the NBA cited failing their fans is a quote for the fine. I mean, what a joke that is. Who's really failing their fans? Is it the Mavericks or is it the NBA and their office as a whole that's failing their fans? That's a great point. That's a, that's a fabulous point. Um, it starts with the front office of the NBA and then filters down to their other teams. They're failing their fans. Adam Silver is failing the fans. Adam Silver is walking around with blinders on. Adam Silver at the NBA All-Star Game this year in Salt Lake City saying that load management's not a problem is delusional, okay? He is absolutely delusional among the other things that's going on with his league. He better wake the hell up, all right? Uh, And he better pray that the Warriors or the Lakers end up in the Western Conference Finals and end up representing the West in the finals or his ratings are once again going to be horrible like they were last year. Yeah, 100% agree. And then getting to the Kings, kind of like the calm before the storm today. It's just under over 24 hours away from the game. And I heard that they had a fan rally at Golden 1 today and everything. So it seems like everybody's gearing up for the game. Yeah, I mean, that's great to have rallies and everything else. I mean, 
um, all of it's fun. The fans deserve it. You know, it's the reality is that none of that stuff makes any difference in when a game starts, but it's fun for the fans and good for them. You know, they've waited a long time. They deserve to have a good time and, you know, celebrate and get excited. Good, good for the fans. I mean, but, you know, once the game starts tomorrow, all that stuff means nothing. Yeah, I mean, it should be interesting to see how game one goes. Obviously, we've talked about it. The Kings have struggled to get the big win at home. The Warriors have struggled on the road. Obviously, I mean, do you think the Kings lose in another letdown to their fans at home? Well, I would answer the question this way. I think if the game is close and they lose, no. I think if there's five minutes left and they don't have a chance to win the game, yes. I think that would be a big letdown. I mean, they, they are the underdog in this series, even though they're the three seed. And, you know, they have to make sure, Connor, they win just one game. Obviously, if you win two, it's great. I don't have to tell you that. But, you know, if you go 1-1 back to San Francisco, you're going to be feeling pretty good. Getting that first game would take a lot of pressure off this team, knowing that in game two, they, you know, they've already won a game. And that would put a lot of pressure on the Warriors. So, you know, I don't want to understate the importance of game one. I mean, it is important. All right. But I think it's set. I think it's more important for Sacramento than it is Golden State. If Golden State loses game one, they're going to say, well, big deal. You know, we can win four in a row. If the Kings lose game one, you know, this is all uncharted territory for them. Now, all of a sudden, they only have one day off to react to get ready to play game two. And you and I both know, regardless of how good the Kings have been on the road this year, if they were to lose two games at home, the series is over. Yeah, I totally agree. And the, I'm sure the fan base would overreact if they lost game one and kind of go into panic mode that the series was over. But if you lose game one and you win game two, that's basically a dream scenario to me. I mean, obviously, 2-0, and but that's not really realistic. Well, I will make a prediction for you. The fans are going to overreact after tomorrow, regardless of whether the Kings win or lose. Okay? It's going to – and I get it. They've been waiting for a long time. Okay? And they're fans, and I understand that. But I will tell you, if the Kings win, there will be a major overreaction. Oh, the Kings are going to beat the Warriors. See, we told you the Kings are a better team, blah, blah, blah. And if the Kings lose, it's going to be, you know what, no problem. You know what, the Kings are so good on the road. They'll be able to win at least one game in San Francisco. I, I guarantee you it's going to be an overreaction either way. Yeah, for sure. I agree because, I mean, you can't really blame the fans. It's been so long no, and everything. I don't blame them. Yeah, that's all I got today. Go Kings. Big game. Tomorrow. See you, buddy. All right. Bye-bye. All right. Good stuff by uh, Connor. Let's move along. And uh, we say hello to uh, Zach. Hi, Zach. Hey, Grant. Uh, a couple of questions. As far as, like, you know, Mike Brown being a former coach of the Warriors and then Harrison Barnes just to play with the Warriors, like, how much does that really help the Kings? Like, minimal, if at all. Doesn't okay. really matter. Coaches change franchises every year. Assistant coaches change franchises. I mean, the reality is every single person in the world knows what the Golden State Warriors are going to do. The question is, can you stop them? I mean, there's really no surprises. It's not like that Mike Brown has got the key to a secret ball to try to stop Steph Curry. Okay. I mean, so it, it really, it, I think fans make way too much out of that. I mean, I'm trying to not, like, make a big deal out of it either. I was just curious, like, as a fan's perspective and asking someone you that's very knowledgeable, like, see what you have to say about that. And then also, like, I mean, Davion Mitchell's very good on defense. You'd probably expect him to guard Curry when Fox is out. But how much, I mean, with the emergence of, like, Kessler Edwards on defense, you know, that, that he showed in the final, what, 15 games? Yeah. I mean, do you see Kessler Edwards getting, like, 10, 12 minutes a game just guarding mm -hmm. Curry? 
I think you're going to see a lot of different. Mike Brown's going to try to do a lot of different things, you know, to uh, disrupt what the Warriors do offensively. The, the question with those two is, okay, you write about defense. Are they going to have games where they're going to be able to contribute offensively? Because the reality is, you know, at the end of the day, you still have to outscore the Warriors. They're a very good offensive team. And, you know, if you stop Curry, okay, that's fine and dandy. But, you know, then you got Clay Thompson. Then you have Andrew Wiggins. Then you have, you know, the rest of their core. They, they, they have a lot of weapons, as do the Kings. So, you know, I'm not really sure. I, I think you're going to see a, a, an eight-man rotation for the bulk of the minutes with maybe a ninth guy getting a sprinkle here and there. I think Fox and Sabonis, barring foul trouble, are going to play 40 minutes a night in this series, as they should. Yeah, I mean, that, that all makes sense. But, like, also, like, um, I mean, I, you know, realistically, I see the Warriors probably winning this in six. I mean, can the Kings win? Yes, it's going to be challenging. But, like, I mean, I think for the, I don't know, like, Wiggins is probably going to have to disrupt their offense. They're going to just have to get lucky and hopefully maybe Curry and or Clay get some foul trouble. But, obviously, those two players don't really get in foul trouble. No, but they're not going to get in foul trouble. Uh, it's just, man, it's it's hard. And um, also. Well, it's the playoffs. Thing, it's supposed to be hard. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And one other thing. With the OKC and uh, Minnesota matchup, who are you having that game? Uh, I think OKC. How about you? Yeah, I mean, Minnesota, I think, obviously does have more talent. But as I look at OKC, I mean, SGA is a buddy yep. and superstar. And yep. just that team, Grant, that team in OKC, they're very collected together. They have a very strong chemistry. And I think that chemistry, like, I think that aspect kind of, like, goes out the uh you know a lot of fans kind of overlook that aspect you know the average fan but like if you have a strong chemistry and players that play hard that can really go a long way so yeah i do have okc i I just think okc has more fire right now i mean they just beat new orleans in new orleans so i think that'll just mentally kind of give them the um edge well we'll see i think minnesota's got some issues going on in their locker room right now and I thought that was a crushing defeat they had. They should have won that game in L.A. against the Lakers. I mean, if I'm looking at this objectively, I think Minnesota's a better team. But I think they got some issues right now. I'll tell you, Oklahoma City is going to be on the uh, – they're going to be in the NBA playoffs every single year for many years to come. They are loaded with draft picks. I mean, think about it. You know, their, their pick from this year didn't even get on the court. And now they're going to have a, another really high pick. They're going to be They're going to be loaded. They got a lot of picks coming their way. If they draft well – they're going to be right up there in the upper echelon of the NBA. I mean, I'm just like thinking about the whole aspect when uh, Rudy Gobert punched Kyle Anderson. I mean, that seems seems a bit of a mess. I mean, they did go down the wire with the Lakers, but yep. like you're you're a, you're the star player. Well, as they look at it, you're punching a role player. Like, what kind of example are you setting? I mean, not like a very Draymond good one. Green, did that to Jordan Poole back in training camp at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I, I, I don't I mean, really compare the two. I, I think I don't, I don't compare a sucker punch uh, the same as what Gobert did. But, yes, it's still bad. No question okay. about that. Yeah, now I think about that. Yeah, that Draymond Green was harder. But, I mean, don't you think that probably has kind of disrupted their flow? I think it I has. Do. Yes, I don't think there's any question. That doesn't mean they can't win tonight. But, yeah, it has. Um, but, again, you have to remember, they went into L.A. without Rudy Gobert and had a very sizable lead and really, you know, lost the game in overtime without Gobert. So, you know, I, I think Minnesota's probably feeling pretty confident 
about beating Oklahoma City. But just reading between the lines, it just seems like there are some issues going on right now with the Timberwolves that that team is kind of, you know, not all on the same page. We'll see. You know, it's it's single game elimination right now. And a lot of things, a lot of funny things can happen when you're in a single game elimination. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it should be a close game. I think so, too. I would be surprised. I think that's a good point you just made, Zach. I would be surprised if the game is not close. Exactly. And then this is very random. Like, when DeMarcus Cousins was, like, playing the NBA, did he ever punch a teammate? Yes, he did. He got suspended for it. He punched out Dante Green in the locker room one day and uh, was suspended for – I believe two games. Yes. I think you just jogged my memory. I mean, that was a long time ago, but wow. Yep. Yeah, it was uh, he punched out Dante Green and you know, obviously he's he got suspended many, many, many times during his tenure with Sacramento. But that one he I believe he was suspended two games for that. Gotcha. All right, that's all I got. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Bye bye. All right, again, if you want to get in on the program, hit your hand icon, raise your hand. Uh, and we will do it. Don't forget, Bennett's is the place to join us tomorrow. Ron and I will be out there for the pregame, halftime, and postgame show. And then I will be downtown on Monday at Soul Street, S-E-O-U-L, right on the corner of L and uh, 16th, okay? Right next door to the public house is where Soul Street is. And I will be uh, down there looking forward to that coming up on Monday night. We'll announce where we'll be on Thursday for game three when the Kings go to uh, San Francisco. All right. Who wants to be next? Really appreciate the phone calls uh, so far. And if you missed my podcast today, Larry Kruger, he and I breaking down this series with the Kings and the Warriors. All right. We say hello to Eli. Eli, you're next. Good afternoon, Eli. Hey, Grant. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. Hey, I'm wondering, have you noticed any slight narrative shift? Because I, um, I've i been reading some articles that have been saying, hey, you know, the Kings might actually have a chance here, you know, don't count them out. And I know they're still the underdog, but do you think that Jerry Reynolds is kind of like an outlier where he thinks the Kings are going to win? Or have you noticed any bit of a shift in the national media or other people you talk to in the sports world? That's a great question. I don't really pay attention to what the media has to say, because the media uh, probably has only watched the Kings play five games all year. So I don't really put a lot of stock into the media. I never have put any emphasis on the national media. The reality is they, they most of the time are wrong. And really, when it comes to Sacramento, they have no idea what the hell they're talking about. I mean, you know, this is the same media that thought the Kings got hosed and were absolutely asinine and stupid for trading Tyrese Halliburton and Buddy Heald for Sabonis, right? They got killed for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I don't really pay attention to the national media. To me, the national media is very, um, uh, they're just not informed. They're mis, they, 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 again, I, I would wager that many members of the national media watch the Kings play five or less times this year. Now, all of a sudden, mm-hmm. they're playing the Warriors and they're an expert on the team. I don't buy that. I don't think it means anything to me. I don't really pay attention to it. Uh, there are those out there that think the Kings are going to win. But when you ask them, they probably couldn't name you five players on the Kings. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But um, what about as far as people you talk to, like other than Jerry, are there any other prominent? uh, Most of the people that I've talked to think the Warriors are going to win this series in six games or less. Yeah, that's not surprising. I guess I I understand. The only the only other thing I thought of, Grant, I don't know if you've you've brought this up or not before, but the, the whole thing about Mike Brown possibly having a slight edge because he coached the Warriors. I thought about that 2007 series. Remember when the Warriors beat the Mavericks, the eight versus the one seed, and it was Don Nelson uh, going to the going to the Warriors. Do you remember that series? 
I sure do. Yep. Yeah, that, that's the only thing I thought of in my head because I was thinking, you know, what was the other, what was the only other explanation that they could have won that series other than the Don Nelson factor, right? Because people had the Mavericks yeah. winning the championship that year. Well, 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 first of all, there's a big difference between 2023 and 2007 as it uh, comes to scouting, video, analytics, computers. I mean, I, I don't really put a lot of stock into it. I mean, do I think that's a plus for Sacramento? Yeah, I think it's a plus. Do I think it adds up to, you know, two points a game? No, I don't. I just think it's, um, you know, Steve Kerr knows a lot about the Kings too. The Warriors know a lot about the Kings. I've always felt this, Eli, and I really mean this. When you get to the playoffs, generally speaking, the team that has the best players and the team that has a superstar generally wins and advances to the next round. And mm -hmm. right now the Kings don't have a superstar. Now we... You may call me up in two weeks after the Kings beat the Warriors and De'Aaron Fox was outstanding in every game, and now we're going to elevate him to the superstar status. But right now, today, before game one, here's what we do know. The Warriors have a bona fide, no ifs, ands, or buts about a superstar, and they have a minimum of two Hall of two future Hall of Famers on their team. That would be yep. Steph Curry and Klay Thompson. Okay, minimum. Now, could the Kings have two Hall of Famers? Possibly. In Fox and Simonis, possibly. They're not yet, but they could be. So yep. the Warriors, we already know what the Warriors have. We know it, okay? There's no mystery there. We don't know mm -hmm. yet how good the Kings are going to be, especially Fox, in the playoffs. And another guy we haven't really talked a lot about, Keegan Murray. This is his first taste of the playoffs. How's a rookie going to do going against the defending world champs in the playoffs? That's a, a, another unknown. We don't know that. I know how Draymond Green's going to play. I know how Klay Thompson's going to play. I know how Steph Curry's going to play. I don't know how Keegan Murray's going to play. That's very true. And, and like you've mentioned before, you know, we might know how Draymond Green will play, but we also don't know if he's going to maybe get suspended a game here and there. You know yeah. what I mean? So that's uh, no question that's, about it. Absolutely. So that's, yep. that's another factor too. So, you know, I'm thinking Grant, if this can go to seven games, that would be the most exciting thing ever. Probably like the most exciting game seven in a first round series. If they can make it to seven games, that would just be, yeah. everything would just go crazy. So I'm hoping would we can. Uh, it'll be unbelievable. There. I can't even imagine what the tickets would go for if they were that expensive for Game One. Can you imagine what the tickets would cost for Game Seven? Yeah, I don't even. I don't even want to imagine. But maybe it'll set records for most watched Game Seven in the first round of all time. Wow. You're probably <laughs> so, right. You're probably right. We'll see. But uh, that's what I'm hoping for, Grant. So uh, yeah, we'll we'll see what happens in 24 hours. Go Kings! Thank you, buddy. All right, let's get to uh, Left Terrace. Hello, Left Terrace. How are you on this Friday afternoon? Hello, Grant. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Okay. Hi. Um, well, I listened to the podcast that you have today, and um, what's his name? Larry Cooper? Larry he Kruger, yes. That, yeah, he mentioned that the Warriors have a better bench than the Kings. Do you agree with that? Yes, I do. Uh, Jerry Reynolds agrees with that also. We talked about that on our Wednesday night special. I do agree that the Warriors have a better bench. Yes, I do. Okay. Um, another thing, in the beginning of the season, you mentioned that if the Kings don't have a good season, um, they might not be able to keep uh, Sabonis. So I guess that changed now after this run. Yeah, absolutely. Now, his contract's not up until the end of next year. But yes, I would say that's a, a non-issue right now. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have a question for you. Another question is, how many of the Kings players now, they already have experienced playoffs? Well, they have several players that have been in the playoffs. I mean, three of their starters have. Uh, that would be Kevin Herter, Harrison Barnes has won a championship, Sabonis. So they got playoff experience. It's not like they've never been in the playoffs before. 
those guys have been in the playoffs. And as I said, Harrison Barnes was on a championship team. So, you know, they've got, they've got playoff experience. They don't have playoff experience okay, like the um, Warriors do. Okay. Let me change my, uh, my question then. How many of them that didn't have a player's experience? Because my point I'm trying to draw here is that other than the rookie, um, especially other people on the bench, uh, there probably are more people that have not been in the playoffs yet, correct? Yes, correct. Okay. So uh, my point I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring is uh, Metu, he mentioned on the ESPN that they're going for the whole run all the way to the NBA Finals that they're targeting, not for the, just to win the series or whatever. It's good to be optimistic, but, you know, um, like the Kings before they won the playoffs and they went all the way to the conference, uh, you yep. know, playing with the Lakers, uh, they had experience. They they had some uh, playoff runs before that, that season. So I would think the Kings, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it's good to be optimistic, but they would need to have you know, some experience for all of them as a team to grow and go too deep in the playoffs. Uh, that's very true. That's You're 100% correct. You're absolutely correct. The Kings, I think, took three years of playoff experience before they made it to the Western Conference Finals. It was a growth every single year. 98-99, they lost to the Jazz in five. I think the following year, if I'm not mistaken, they got swept by the Lakers, and then they got beat by the Mavericks. Uh, then they beat the Mavericks in the following year in the uh, Western Conference semis and then played the Lakers. So, yeah, I, you're, uh, there, there's a lot of truth to that. Now, the Lakers, who the Kings could never get over, they beat the Kings because they had two superstars, okay? And I, I, I don't think you can discount that. The Warriors have a bona fide superstar in Steph Curry. And Steph Curry is magical in the playoff time. And I think that is the biggest obstacle that the Kings face is trying to keep Steph Curry from being magical in this series because he is truly a special, special player. And when the game is on the line, Curry plays unlike almost any player in the league. Yeah, I agree. Um, and also, um, they, the record that the Warriors they have, they're going uh, out of town. They're not, not very good when they play away from home. I don't think uh -huh. that that's going to be the same thing with the playoffs. That does move a totally different story. means absolutely nothing. The Warriors' record on the road this year doesn't mean a thing. Okay, many of those games were played without Steph Curry. Many of those games were played without Andrew Wiggins. Doesn't mean a damn thing. And uh, the Warriors quit four or five games on the road where they forfeited the games by not playing anybody. So I, those numbers mean absolutely nothing to me. They're irrelevant going into this series. Yeah, that's correct. And by the same token, uh, the Kings uh, keep the same story about uh, uh, playing at home, but not very good. Um, I, I would, you, you would think that by next uh, game number two, the series will be over. We'll see. I mean, you know, I know one thing. The Kings are the Kings may not win a game. If the Kings lose game one and game two, the series is over. I don't care how good the Kings have been on the road this year. If they lose both games at home, they will lose this series in either four or five games. I don't think they're going to lose both games at home. I really don't. But if they do, this series will not go past five games unless Steph Curry gets hurt. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, that's all I have for now. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But again, I really... I don't think the Kings are going to lose both games at home. Could I see it? Yeah, I I, I could see it, but I I think I don't see I, I I'm not predicting that. I, I'm really not.
I think the Kings will win one of these two games. And then, you know, then we'll see, you know, how they handle a playoff atmosphere, you know, on the road. That will be interesting. That's going to be interesting. But they they will not, in my opinion, they're not going to lose both games at home. But if they do, though, this series will not go past five games. They just won't. It will not go past five games. All right, if you want to get in on the program, and I'll, I'll add one other thing. The Kings will not win this series if they don't win at least one game on the road. The Warriors will win a game, whether it's game one or game two, all right, or game five or game seven. The Warriors will, shouldn't say, not game five, I beg your pardon. Game, yeah, game five. So they will win either game one and two, game five or game seven. The Warriors are not going to lose four games on the road. They're not going to. So that means the Kings are going to have to win one game in San Francisco. All right. I'm just telling you right now, the Warriors will win a game in Sacramento. Steve Kerr's team has never gone a playoff series without winning a game on the road. Why would I think they're not going to win a game on the road against the team that has had so many bad home losses this year and has been inconsistent? They'll win a game in Sacramento. You just better hope it's not game one. Well, you better hope it's not game seven, really. <laughs> Let me back that up. You better hope it's not game seven that they win on the road if this series goes seven. But, you know, the Warriors, this is not like, this dynasty is not over yet. It, 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 you know, because the Warriors are a sixth seed, people think they're not like that team anymore. They're the exact same team, okay? They got the same personnel. They had a lot of injuries this year. They have the Andrew Wiggins family situation. Hasn't played since February. Okay? Well, Andrew Wiggins is back. Gary Payton, GP, GP2, back. Okay? This team is going to come at you in waves. And Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are big-time shot makers. Big time. And if the Kings get a game, whether it's game one or game two, and their three-point shot is struggling, they will not win the game. Now, here's the big advantage Sacramento does have over Golden State. Golden State turns the ball over a lot. The Kings do not. Don't discount that statistic. I think when the Kings win games in this series, they will have the advantage in the assist to turnover department. The Warriors are careless with the basketball. The Kings do a good job in taking care of the basketball. Do not discount that. All right? That is an important aspect of this series. All right, if you want to get in on the program, uh, raise your hand and we'll do it. Don't forget, we will be at Bennett's tomorrow, beginning with the pregame show at 4.30. We'll be halftime and postgame. That's Bennett's in Roseville. Hello, Dorian. Welcome to the show. How are you, sir? Hey, Grant. So nice to hear from you. I'm calling uh, from Doko, so I'm sorry if my service isn't very good. But uh, the Kings are having a little playoff rally. And I just want to call in and say uh, we miss you, Grant. And uh, we wish that you were calling the game. But uh, it's really great to see so many Kings fans, so many people at the Kings store, so many people wearing purple and wearing King stuff. Um, I'll be at the game tomorrow. Whenever good. I think about Kings basketball, Grant, I always think about you and Jerry. So thanks so much for Thank being you. in my life. And I appreciate you. And I just want to call in. Thanks. Thank you. Have a great time at the game tomorrow, Dorian. I hope you enjoy it. Thank you, Grant. I'll, I'll be at one of your watch parties. I appreciate that, buddy. You be good. Take care. You too.
But by the way, I will also have shirts uh, for sale at all these events. So I've got the black shirts. Uh, I've got a whole new order that just came in of our white shirts that are going to debut tomorrow at Bennett's. So I hope you can get one of my shirts if you don't like that. T-shirts. The, the shirts sold very well the first round. Then I ordered some white shirts with the purple beam. And those shirts will be available to purchase at Bennett's and then again at Soul Street on Monday. All right. Who wants to be next? What are your predictions? All right. What are your predictions? Who wins this series and how many games? I think the Warriors win this series in six or less. I just think they're a better team and they're better suited right now at this juncture of the Kings development. Cody. Welcome, Cody. How are you? Cody. All right, Cody, I can't hear you, buddy. So I'm going to put you back in the audience and you can uh, raise your hand again and see if we can get you back on. Don't forget. All right. We will have a watch party for all the games. I'll let you know where we're going to be on Thursday. All right. Sunday could be a little tricky because it's such an early start, but clearly we'll be at a, an event on Thursday. I don't know yet about next Sunday because of the start time. We'll figure it out. But I am looking forward to uh, Bennett's tomorrow. Ryan and I were out there for uh, lunch today, and we were with Brian Bennett. We were getting everything set up and testing everything, and uh, we are really pumped up to be out there tomorrow for game one. So come on out and join us. There are a lot of TVs out there. The menu is great. They have a lot of great things on the weekend. That is Bennett's in Roseville. All right, let's try Cody one more time. Cody, can you hear me? I can hear you. Cody. Can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Loud and clear. Go ahead. Okay, good. Grant, um, all week I've been listening to Warriors talk radio, and there's there's some Kings uh, fans calling in, as well as some uh, personalities from Sacramento. But the one stat they keep bringing up is that the Kings were the number one rated offense uh, efficiency in NBA history. And some of the guys like Anthony Slater, he's he thinks that's the reason why the, the Kings will beat the Warriors. What do you think about that? Well, I don't even know who Anthony Slater is. Um, I don't think the Kings are going to beat the Warriors because I think the Warriors are a better team. So I don't really pay attention to the stats. I pay attention to do I think the Kings are better or do I think the Warriors are better? And I think the Warriors are a better team. And generally, not all the time, but most of the time in a playoff series, the better team wins. And to me, the Warriors are a better team than Sacramento. All right. Yeah, I, I think uh, Warriors will get them in six. I just hope the Kings don't uh, embarrass themselves and get swept. I don't see that happening. I mean, I, I don't. I, I think their year has been good. I mean, they have two all-stars in Fox and Sabonis. I think that they're both going to have at least for one game, you know, top shelf game. So uh, that would surprise me if the Kings got swept. Okay. Um, with with uh, Andrew Wiggins, do you think it's – Full go right away, or are they just going to ease him in? Well, I don't know what you mean by full go. If you're talking about minutes, I don't think he's going to go his normal minutes. I think in game one, 20 to 24 minutes is what I would guess for Andrew Wiggins. But, I'm, you know, again, that's just a guess. Man, he, he was so good for them last season in the post uh, oh, in the playoffs. I'm worried he about sure him. Was. You should be worried and, about uh, him. He's a hell of a talent. Dante DiVincenzo, he's on a contract year here, Grant. He's been performing well. He's in the closing lineups. I'm kind of expecting a lot out of him. What do you think? 
I love Dante DiVincenzo. I wish he was still on Sacramento. I think he's a tremendous player. And, you know, it took him a long time to get over the injury that he suffered with Milwaukee. And I still think that was part of a, an issue last year when he got to Sackdown. But I think he's a hell of a player. He's got a good basketball IQ. And I think he's going to really help out the Warriors in this series. Oh, Grant, I agree. Yeah, I felt like he was limping on his ankle when he was with the Kings last season. He was. He was. He was not 100%. And, and I don't think he wanted to be in Sacramento to begin he with. He did not. He did not. He did yeah. not like it here. And, and he wanted to get out of here from day one. You're yeah, absolutely it's, it's, correct about that. It's sad because the Kings, they tried to trade for him in the Bogdanovich trade. That didn't work. And then they, they got him in the Bagley trade, uh-huh. I guess. Yep. It's just a bummer. Um, Yesterday, you were on with Kruger. Great show, Grant. Thank but you. Um, he, he mentioned uh, something about uh, John Dickinson, and then Ryan yesterday mentioned something about John Dickinson, and you, you referred to him as a nitwit. He is a nitwit. He, he, okay, he, yeah. only, knows, he only knows about uh, baseball. He's, his, his knowledge on the San Francisco Giants is as good as anyone I've ever met. Uh, his baseball knowledge is through the roof. Uh, when Other than that, uh, the guy doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Okay, because the the day that you were let go from KHTK, later that night he was on 95-7 the game with Joe Shasky, and they were pretty much just bashing you, Grant. Yeah, and John I, I and I text- got into it. John, John, John's an idiot. John could not handle uh, being low man on the totem pole at 1140 and was very jealous of me and uh, could not handle it. You know, I mean, he's got a major, huge ego, and he couldn't handle – being the low man on the totem pole at the radio station in Sacramento. So, you know, again, I, I don't have a lot of respect for the guy. Although, okay, yeah. when, when I, although, even though I don't have a lot of respect for him, what did I just do? I just gave him major props for his knowledge of the Giants and his baseball acumen. He's very knowledgeable when it comes to baseball. I never felt that he knew what he was talking about in basketball or football, but his baseball knowledge is through the roof. But he's an idiot. Oh, he's good with his, uh, his numbers, definitely. Yeah, I don't, numbers don't mean a goddamn thing to me. You know what means? Uh, numbers are so damn overused. Like this, the, the what Larry Kruger said to me about him coming up with the numbers about Detroit and Charlotte. That doesn't mean anything. Those are stupid. Those are people. No, <laughs> I'm telling that. you, that, that, that's. I mean, that that just shows me. You know, again, a guy that has no understanding of the NBA. That that that's stupid. Okay, I mean, no, you can't make a comment like that. And then someone go, oh, gee, that's really knowledgeable. It's stupid. It's an asinine comment. Again, stick to baseball. He knows baseball inside out. He knows the Giants inside out. Other than that, he doesn't know squat. I, okay, I think he's like the Warriors beat writer now, though. I don't care what the hell he is. I'm telling you, he has no idea what the hell he's talking about unless it's baseball. Gotcha, gotcha. But uh, anyway, Grant, looking forward to see you and Ryan over at uh, Bennett's. Thank you, Cody. I appreciate you. Yep. You take care, okay? Bye-bye. Thanks, Grant. I'll see you. All right. right. Bye-bye. All right. Let's move along. And why don't we get to uh, Waggus? Hello, Waggus. How are you? Doing good, Grant. How are you doing? Good. Thank you. So um, one of the stats, and obviously it's obvious, but last night I was reading something. So Steve Kerr has not lost to a Western Conference uh, coach, you know, or opponent, uh, in these last uh, in the playoffs, so so nobody in the Western Conference has been the Warriors since 2014. Uh, I'm I'm talking about in the playoffs. Okay. Yeah. So I guess I was just thinking that Mike Braun, uh, I believe, was on his staff for all those years, and you know, I'm just saying, fate does love uh, 
Arnie does love fate, so who knows? Maybe it's meant to be. So um, just just some Friday wishful thinking out there. Uh, but I wanted to, uh, uh, yesterday after my call, a um, person named Matt called in, and he said that you and Carmichael Dave have talked about a potential podcast together. If, if he left the radio station. If he left the radio, okay. I think that would be, uh, I think that you guys would, literally take over the market within three months um i, think oh, I know we would there's no, there's no question there's, there, he yeah. knows that and i know that uh but you know he has a contract i believe he just signed a new deal at the radio station good for him but i told him he knows that you know we dave's a very good friend of mine we talk all the time i think that because even though he was handcuffed i i actually listened to his whole uh his whole uh you know um you know the statement that he had after you left um, I'm going I'm to stop think, you for a minute. I'm yeah, going to stop yeah. you for a minute. You don't know what you think, you know, okay. I, I, and I'm not even without you even saying what you're going All to right. say, it will be in my book. Okay. And, okay. and, and when, when I tell you what happened as it, re, as it relates to him, you will be absolutely blown freaking away. He went into the radio station that day with shackles on. Okay shackles all right take yeah. my word for it when i tell you that so what i wanted to say on the whole thing is even though he had shackles on for him to the way at least he you know because i felt like he was kind of supporting you like nobody else did at the time and and you know you know we all know dave was a good guy but for him to do that with the shackles on um i think that it's uh it it, it truly shows his character um, you know, because let's face it, Grant, at that time, we all know the one person that should have been there for you, right? We all know yep. that individual. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And, and yeah, we didn't, you know, you know what pisses me off about that whole thing is, you know, you and Jerry had a call about two weeks ago about, you know, talking about how the radio station never did anything for diversity. And, you know, you were the only one. And I think about that is that, you know, you were actually really helping Doug become a better, you know, commentator, color commentator. And, you know, you brought him onto your show, right? A, a person of color, even though he was with the Kings, you still brought him on. You gave him the platform on very sensitive issues and still not a peep. So, um, and not only that, I'm the only one at the radio station or one of the very few, matter of fact, I'll say I'm the only one that I'm aware of. If there's another one, I apologize and I'll acknowledge them when it comes to my attention. I'm the only member of the sports media in Sacramento, okay, that actually helped out underprivileged, at-need minority students, yep. okay? Yep. I, my foundation, put over 100 at-need, underprivileged students to college, many of whom were black, Hispanic, Asian. The minority, by the way, in my foundation were Caucasians, okay? I believe 33 or 35 of my students were students of color, okay? Including a student who went to Cal who was a cousin of Stephon Clark, okay? okay? And his shooting caused riots in downtown Sacramento and yep. caused the Kings to play two games in front of basically no fans. She yep. was one of our students, okay? Yeah. So name me another member. Go ahead. You name me another member of the Sacramento media that you're aware of that has done as much 
for minorities as I have. No, no. And, and you know, I want to kind of make a point. Remember that uh, I remember that time really well. It was in 2018 when that shooting happened and you were not willing to talk about it on the show because, you know, you want to turn it into a politics show. But I remember the one thing that you did, and, and I will never forget that. You said that Doug Christie can still have the platform. Doug, if you want to, you said it on live radio. If somebody wants I to did. call in. Yeah. So even That's though exactly was, right. And yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. really happy that you're, yeah. I'm really happy that your memory is so good. Yeah. So that one. And, and then I remember the one time you stood up for him um, when he said something, which was not racist or anything, but, but he did say something and yes. that started a, a fire and then, and then you squashed yes. it. I just, I just don't understand. You know what you I, know. you know what I did? And you probably remember yeah. this. I said, I Doug, I think it. you said, I said, Doug, I yep. think you said something that you're not really, uh, you didn't really yep. mean it that way. So I want to give you an opportunity to further explain yourself. Okay. So I did that yep. on the air. Okay. Yep. But, but the yep. Stephon Clark shooting, we came on the air, as you know, yep. at the beginning yep. of the show. And I opened up the show and I said, listen, I said, I want to let everybody know that you're all tuning in. And I understand you're going to want to know what I have to think. And I said, I'll get to Doug in a moment. But I'm, you're not gonna you're not gonna get my thoughts on what happened with the shooting of Stephon Clark. This is a sports show, okay? That has nothing to do with my show. If you want to listen to that type of programming, there are there other outlets in the market. I said yeah. I will let you know what it was like from my perspective, getting ready to yeah. announce a game, not knowing yeah. if the game was going to be played security what was it like outside all what it was like for me i said i will tell you what that's about and then i said doug if you would like to take any phone calls on yeah. the stefan clark shooting you will certainly have an open forum and you will be able to handle this however you want i said but and i said this live on the air as you know but i said i am not going to get in to the politics of the yep. sacramento police department and the shooting yep. of stefan clark i said i'm not going there so if you ask me a question, I am not going there. If you want to ask Doug that question and he is feeling free to answer, go ahead. Remember like it was yesterday. And, you know, my whole point is. But you know what? You know, you know what's, you know what's yeah. great about you? You remember yeah. it verbatim, but nobody else wants to acknowledge what the truth is. Nobody wants to bring that up when it comes to me. I always, 100% yeah. of the time, gave an open forum on controversial topics and subjects when I didn't want to go there, okay, because that's not what I do. I'm a sportscaster. I have a sports show. But when I had a partner, I allowed them to go in any direction they wanted. Yep. Yeah, and and I guess the whole point of my, you know, you know, this statement is you not only brought him on, right? You also made it not the Grand Napier show. You made it, you know, the Grand Napier and Doug Christie show. And that was, you know, and... You know, Grant, what it is, is because I saw your guys' interaction, right, on the radio and TV, right, for, you know, better part of a year and a half, two years. Even you had his wife on, right, Jackie? And then, you know, uh -huh. you, I, I remember one time you, your wife walked into this uh, show and then, you know, um, I think she brought some desserts and Doug was trying yep. them out, right? So yep. I just don't understand how a person, because he was kind of like an extended part of your, uh, you know, I don't want to go deep, but like a family, like, you know, somebody that comes to your house and everything. I just don't understand how a guy like that and how he presents himself did not, we did not even hear a single word out of him. Well, why doesn't someone go up and ask him? He's in Sacramento every day. Why doesn't a member of the media go up and ask yeah, him? Exactly. You know, why, why, exactly. why did his wife, Jackie Christie, 
have me on her podcast, which, by the way, is available on YouTube. You can watch it. I'm, Jackie Christie interviewed me. And someone should go back and, and listen to that or watch that podcast and, 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 and listen to how complimentary it was of their marriage, of him. Yep. You know, like, I mean, yep. listen, I don't even have to really speak on this because everything's out in public. You, yeah. you know, you heard it. And there are certain things that are still available on YouTube and, and things of that nature that, it, you know, I, I can't go on YouTube and change what I said, meaning that I didn't edit that. That's on there. So people know. I mean, you know, every yeah. most yeah. people know, you know, most I, people know. Yeah. I guess what I'm shocked is we didn't hear anything from him. And that's what's shocking is the guy. You said it right. Because he was a coward. I thought because he was a coward. Yeah. 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 At least right? and I said right? that at the time and I'm saying it again. His act so, of silence was a cowardly act. Okay, so question. So will his because um, because you because you did say one time that you know, uh, I believe you guys exchanged texts during that weekend, right? So will those uh, we be have available? Numerous, numerous, yeah. okay. numerous texts that I kept and I have saved for the proper time. That's correct. And I'm guessing they'll be available for the book. That was my question. They will 100% be available for the book unless. I am prohibited legally from doing that, but um, I can read them to you. Okay, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm prohibited from reading text message between me and another human being over the air. Uh, but right. I would check with my attorney before I do that. But you know me, okay? You know yeah, how I know. my intent. Yeah, well, but I will just tell you this, okay? Yeah. When I read you, or when you read it in my book, the text message exchange that we had beginning Sunday night, when I put out on Twitter. All lives matter, every single one, until 2.40 in the afternoon on Tuesday, okay? Actually, it was 2.35 in the afternoon when I was notified by the radio station that I was being terminated. You will not believe the text messages that were exchanged between Doug and I and the things that he told me. You will not freaking believe it. And the phone calls, which were not recorded, obviously, we had numerous phone calls between that Sunday night and leading up to my termination. OK, and there is another major piece of information that I am not privy to tell you about right now. But you need to trust me on this. OK, there was something that happened right before I was terminated that is going to not look very good for him when the facts come out. Yeah, I just, you know, at the end of the day, you know, as somebody that, you know, saw him play for the Kings, I had a, I had a lot of respect for him, the way he handled himself, Me too. the way he carried Me too. himself, right? Me too. I just, it's just, I, I, I'm always going to wonder why. Why did he not say anything? And that's, and, you know, sometimes silence does speak volume, right? More than words. So, yeah, but no, I, you know. I Our lives I begin there. to end. Our lives yeah. begin to end. The day we remain silent about things that matter. Martin Luther King, one of his great quotes ever, our lives begin to end the day we remain silent about things that matter. Okay. Um, here's one last question. Um, and then obviously, um, you know, um, I'll get off. But if for whatever reason, the Kings do sell to another owner and he wants you back, would you ever come back under new ownership? Uh, yeah, I'd be open to that. 
you know, I don't know what I would be doing at the time. I might not be available because I might be working for someone else. But, yeah, I would always keep the door open for that. 100%. Always keep the door open uh, for Sacramento. Listen, this is my home. I think I've talked about this on numerous times. The fans are phenomenal. I can't even tell you, like, just going out in public. You know, today Ryan and I are having lunch, and, you know, a man comes up to me and, you know, starts – I I, I just will tell you, I am so grateful for the people – in this community. I can't even begin to adequately put in words how much the people of this community mean to me. I, I really can't. It is absolutely humbling. It is, again, I have the difficult time putting it into words. I'm just grateful yeah. for the people in this community. And and, and yesterday our call, that's what I kind of meant. I'm, I guess to rephrase our call, our feelings are like, and I don't want to speak for other fans, but I'm pretty sure it's, it's around the same boat is, like, you know, everything's great now. We're back in the playoffs, but there's one thing missing, and that's our feelings. But it's okay. At least we still have, you know, some platform to talk to you. So that's life. Well, you're so, the best, man. And I, I, I'll know, tell you I, one thing. Your memory yeah. is so freaking amazing that you remember, you know, a radio show in 2018 verbatim because the way you said it is exactly the way it happened. So, so the reason why I remember that is because – I remember you stopping the show, essentially. You're like, we're not going to do anything. So stuff like that is easier to remember. And I remember when, when you know, you said you came back from one, you're like, okay, we're getting a lot of texts. We're going to stop the show and we're going to address this. And then that's when you, you know, brought it up and Doug addressed it. All he needed to do was something like that for you. That's all he needed yep. to do. And he did not do it. Even though, nope. Grant, it, it doesn't matter. Even if, the, even if the radio show lets you go afterwards, right? But because he stood up for it, you know, and, and and Doug has a financial means. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, Doug Christie is probably well off to where he can stand up to a radio station than a person like Carmichael Day, right? Because I understand, like, you know, I mean, yep. that's his job and everything. Yep. So, uh, yep. and, and that's what, yeah. So, well, Grant, um, looking forward to the game. Thank you. I bet you are. You take care. You have a great weekend, okay? You too, bud. All right, thank you. That's a great call. He's awesome. All right, let's get to uh, Left Terrace again. Hello, Left Terrace. Hi, Grant. I just uh, I just have a um, quick su- suggestion on your website. You could put a listing of your uh, when uh, you're gonna be on on the different venues for uh, the Kings game, with the location, the time. That would be okay. a good idea for other people to know. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that, Left Terrace. Thank you very much. No problem. Take care. Have a great weekend. All right, good show today. I appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget, Bennett's tomorrow, pregame, halftime, postgame. Ryan and I will be at Bennett's in Roseville. Appreciate you all. Thank you very much. Oh, we got Rich that wants to get in. Hey, Rich, uh, by the way, I had lunch with Brian today, and I told him you said hello. Awesome. Rich. That's awesome. Yep. How are you? Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I uh, that's kind of what I wanted to remind you about, just to tell him I said hi. I did. He and I, yep. he and I worked together at Chevy's for five years, and you know, a lot yep. of, a lot of good memories. So, so hopefully he remembered me. He did. <laughs> yep, he did. He had a big smile on his face. <laughs> oh, good, good, good deal. Yeah, I wish I could get up there this next week, but I don't know. It's, uh, it's tough. We're getting ready for this trip to Amsterdam. Yeah, I know you're getting ready to leave. I understand. Yeah. So yep. you know, but. You know, you never know. You never know. Every day things could potentially yep. change, you know, but uh, but I'm glad you're in SAC and you're seeing lots of people are Thank recognizing you, you and, and, and that's awesome. And uh, I want to ask you one. I, w- I want to ask you to make a prediction. OK, not about who wins or loses this series. OK, but uh, 
I want to ask you to make a prediction. How many technical fouls that Draymond Green gets called on him throughout the series? Well, he better not get too many or he's going to be suspended. Um, well, I will say I, you know, that's a great question. I don't know. You give me yours first. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'll say three. Okay. Okay. I want to up you one. I'm going to say four. Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Enjoy the games, buddy. All right. You too. All right. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye now. Bye. Good stuff right there. Let's get to uh, Jerry in Sacramento. Jerry, how are you? I wouldn't be a good show without hearing you. How are you, buddy? <laughs> Grant, I'm good, my friend. How are you, sir? I'm good. Grant, a uh, couple things for you. Uh, going back to Doc Christie, Grant, you think it was KHDK uh, telling him you can't say nothing about this or you will be terminated? Or and how do you think no. that worked out? No. Okay. No. Well, then, then why didn't Carmichael Dave? Uh, he was. Uh, he came on uh, the day, or I think maybe the second day after you were let go from that station, and he says that I'm going to talk about this one time, and then that's it. So uh, it wasn't. Was, it wasn't. It, it wasn't until uh, I believe it was on Friday because he refused to go to work if he couldn't talk about me, and so. The radio station said, well, then you can't you can't go to work. He said, fine, I'm not coming to work until I can talk about him. And wow. that's wow. why he wa he wasn't on the next day or the following day. He uh, it took him several days and then they made an agreement and then he came back on the air. And, you know, Grant, this is the thing, you know what, then why did then why didn't that station give you the opportunity to come in and say something about that? I mean, that's you know, that's the thing that that's, that's why, Jerry, like that's why I'm suing them. That's why I have a. Uh, court case in federal court. You know, Grant, just like you said before, you said that uh, those people there, that they panicked. You know, they were trying to make... Yeah, of course they uh, did. Wow. Um, Tease. <laughs> of course they panicked. I made a comment on Sunday and I got fired at 2.35 in the afternoon on Tuesday. Really? I mean, of course they panicked. Grant, were you on on your way to work or were... Through no, I was at Sunday night. I was at home on my on my couch in my living room. Uh, so, all right. Oh, you mean okay. when I, when I, when I got fired? Yes. Oh no, I was home. Yeah. Because, uh, uh, the pandemic was there and I had been doing the shows from home because of the pandemic. Okay. And Grant, one more thing. Uh, you said that the Warriors turned the ball over numerous times. You think that yes. could be an, an advantage for the Kings uh, to try to Big time. deal this series? Big time. I think if the Kings win this series, that's going to be one of the deciding statistics. Yes. I think that's huge for Sacramento. I think and that's then, a, that could be a huge advantage. And then you said too that if if the threes are not falling for the Kings, uh, they will oh boy. probably lose this series. But wouldn't that be the same thing for the Warriors too? Which we know that yes. Kerry is going to make his. And then if the Kings could let Kerry uh, just do his thing and try to shut down everybody else, good luck. You think? Well, yeah. <laughs> All right, sir. Well, you know you have a good uh, Friday. Have a good weekend, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I appreciate you. You take care. Thanks. Bye-bye. Good stuff. All right. On that note, we will wrap it up. Have a great weekend, everybody. Game one coming up 25 and a half hours from right now. Oh, boy. So long, everybody.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.